Hi, my turtle doves. How are you? How are you? How are you? Today is December 18th, 2022, and the time is approximately 3.49 p.m. on a Sunday. Um, I'm quite nervous because I'm doing something a little bit different. I am recording um, myself via video because there is a plan to upload this somewhere maybe youtube i'm not sure but um there was a quickening in my spirit for this particular thing um initially i wanted to write down a whole bunch of things and just get my mind flowing and going but i asked that the holy spirit inhabits me and he speaks through me in regards to what i would like to come um my hands are ashy um of what i would like to get out the thing that he revealed to me today. Um, however, what I will do is I have a bunch of notes. Um, what I want to do is just go on a journey with you. I want you to walk with me and talk with me. I don't want this to be um, scripted, so to speak. I don't want it to be um, all me. I want it to be all God. But I also didn't want it to look like um, it was prepared because it, it, it wasn't, I wanted to be prepared for you to be able to give you scripture, but I want you to just walk with me because this is a journey, um, that I am on myself and I just saw fit to share it with you. Um, I'm wearing my shirt today that my dear friend bought me. It says she's been put in some fires that were supposed to end her, but God, but God, where would I be if it had not been for the Lord on my side? I'm operating with multiple cell phones, um, an old phone, a new phone. So um, I have a concordance here. I have my Bible. I have my notes and different things of that nature. So when I say that I want to go on a journey with you, I really do mean I want us to go on a journey. I want us to walk. Um, I want us to talk. And I just want it to not be a point where I'm just spitting out information, but I want I, I want to discover with you as well. Um, so that's for the, the, the whole reason for me not... Um, just writing down so much because it's not me, it's all God. It's all the Holy Spirit who speaks through us. The word of God that walked this earth, the word of God that inhabits me. When I come to you, I come to you from a place of just loving God and wanting his word to be the forefront of everything that I do due to the fact that I would not be who or where I am today if it had not been for the Lord on my side. So what I will do is read what I wrote thus far. I, I am going to read that because it, it it was full of everything that I wanted to say and I don't want to miss any part of it. So um, I wrote that and, and, and just to let you know that this topic is um, the keys to overcoming loneliness. <laughs> the keys to overcoming loneliness loneliness um so many people get into a place where they feel like they just can't um so what they do is is they they decide that because i can i won't and i'm just gonna end it um and that's a very uncomfortable thing my cell phone that i was using to record just turned off I need, I need this.
um, it appears that it's still been recording. So good thing there. We'll just ignore all notifications. That's what we'll do on the old phone. Ignore all notifications. God help me remember to ignore all notifications. And even not just not only. Hold on. Because not only did the camera stop recording. I mean, not only did the phone stop recording but the camera stopped recording as well so i assume that there is a time frame a time limit on how much i can record isn't that something um give me one second it's okay you know it's a part of life and what i'm not going to do is say the devil this and the devil that 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 i'm not going to do i'm not going to give him the power um to say that he's the reason why my videos and such stopped doing what they were doing um give me one second i wish i had known that there was a time frame on the videos all right, here we go. And I don't even see the video. Isn't that something? Huh. Pictures, music, videos, captures. That's not working. So let's go to my camera and see if I can access the video that I just recorded from there. Oh, that's bothersome. All right, so there they go, there it is, okay. Hold on, I'll be right back, my turtle doves. And we're back. Now, in this instance, I can't say 100% sure if I'm the one who stopped the recording or if the recording stopped on its own. <laughs> so what I will do is jump right back to where I stopped. And where I stopped is, is that um, this particular topic was about the keys to overcoming loneliness. And it was actually touching on the the topic of suicide. Um, I posted the other day that while I understand the reasoning, I don't believe that there is a valid reason to commit suicide. Now, I'm not speaking to you from a place of just not knowing. I'm not speaking to you from a place that's all-knowing. I'm not speaking to you from a place that's 100% healed. I'm speaking to you from a place of understanding and knowing where you are or could be mentally when you finally decide that it's just too much. I would believe that in that moment that you make a decision so great um, that you feel like no one understands and that you're all alone and um, that there is no solution to the pain that you're feeling on the inside. 
I'm here to tell you that that's not true. Speaking to you from a place of knowing, feeling, understanding, having been there before, having been there and being brought back. But what the thing was is, is that I had to find something to hold on to. I knew of God. I knew who they told me he was, but it had got to a point where that was no longer enough. Something was missing. I thank God for the pandemic because it was the worst, best year of my life. Um, and the reason that I say that is because I got to know him and found out what was missing. There was a void that I had that was inside of me and I tried to fill it with men. I tried to fill it with alcohol and different things of that nature. So many unhealthy coping mechanisms, which I'm not ashamed of to this day because that's what I did to survive the pain that I was going through. I found out that the void that needed to be filled could only be filled by the one who created me, my God, my Lord and personal Savior. So there's a void and then there's loneliness. There's a void and then there's loneliness. If you have a void, the only thing that can fill that void, in my opinion, and my experience is God. Like my shirt says, but God, but God. It's only one name that's above all names, the name of God, Jesus, the name of God, hallelujah. And I'm sorry if I go there, but the name of God is above all names. Loneliness is a name. Anxiety is a name. Depression, cancer, sickness, death. Those are all names, but there's a name that's above all of those things. And God said, I am that I am. I'm whatever you need me to be. Take an atheist. Even for the atheist, God is the one to blame if that's what you need at that moment. If God is real, then why do all these things happen to people? Um, even an atheist needs someone to blame. And God said, I'll be that. Because at the end of the day, he wants everyone to come to repentance. And I pray that we all do. I pray we'll all be ready for his return, but let's come back from that. Let's come on back from that. Sorry. <laughs> um, so um, before the video got cut short and I have to pay attention to it just to make sure it doesn't stop recording because I need I, I, I need this because I feel like it was an assignment that was given to me and I'm being obedient. I even put on a little lipstick for y'all. So, like I said, I was going to read what I wrote down. I have notes. I have my concordance, my Bible. I got two phones. <laughs> so we're going to take this journey together. Um, so what I wrote was when I first decided to tackle this lonely spirit that plagued me, I had purchased the concordance. I had so much excitement because finally I was going to surely find a straightforward answer to how to heal and cure the loneliness that I felt on the inside. I had the definition written down so pretty on a page with so much open space for what was to come afterwards. But that empty space stayed just that empty because I didn't find the word lonely or loneliness or even a distant cousin of the word to say the least. I was crushed. I was crushed because 
God has revealed so many different things to me um, to help me heal from trauma from my past childhood. And he has shown me so many things. God, you have made me a happy woman because you've answered my questions through your word. And when I got to loneliness, it was just like crickets. I said, hey, hey. God, um, you forgot that we were having a conversation and I was on a journey and you were walking me through that journey. Did you forget that I was here? My air condition is about to turn on. Hopefully that is not too loud. So I said, God, you did you forget that? <laughs> did you forget that we were on a journey? And he was talking to me so sweet. He was so good to me. You know, they, they, if you, if you want to know something, you ask God and he tells you. So I was hurt. So, um, and that's the lack of a better statement, being crushed, being hurt, feeling left. I was like, God, you, you left me, you abandoned me in a place where, you know, it's deep rooted from the age of four. You know, that the loneliness that I feel is not just adult loneliness. It's the little girl inside of me that's lonely and she's trying to come on up out of that. And you just left me. You, Hey, father, get back here. (laughs) That's how I felt. Um, so what happened was, is that mentally it was too much to bear that the God I served touched so much in his word, but he left out loneliness. God, you even talked about the prostitute. (laughs) You talked about, um, how you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. God, you told me how to be a woman while you told the man how to be a man. You told me how to um, deal with abuse and you told me how to deal with backstabbing and you told me how to deal with different demons and how to break down strongholds and un- um, undo heavy burdens. But you left out. Sorry, you wrote this whole book. And you told me to live by your word and you left out loneliness. I it, it was too much for me to bear. I could not bear it. Um so I went on a downward spiral. It was just too much at stake. So it, what what happened was is that I went on a downward spiral. Um and and I always talk about a downward spiral because we do that. We we sometimes we, we get to a point where things just get too rough and we start to spiral down. And if nothing or no one catches us, sometimes we hit rock bottom. And that's what makes a person make a decision so grave as to I just can't do this anymore. And if you're in that place, just continue to listen to this video. Um, I have a podcast. Um my Turtle Doves Asylum. It's available on Spotify, Anchor.fm. It's even available on Google Podcasts. I talk about a lot of different things um, regarding mental health and the place that I've been in. And if, if you just need someone to connect to, I would rather listen to you than have your family attend your funeral. If you need someone to listen, I don't have all the answers, but I can help you find them. I can lead you to the one who has them, the one who created this earth. Um, so too much was at stake for me to allow the devil to plant a seed that all was lost in the area, in that area. So I tucked it in a box. I said, I'm not going to open that cause I can't deal with that. I'm not going to open the fact that I was full of hope that God, um, I can't look to men because men don't have the answer to what I'm feeling. When they come to me, they have all these different 
things that they want to tell me. Um, and and I, I, it, it was like a it was like a roller coaster, you know. Man wasn't made to be alone, and then you just gotta learn how to be alone with Jesus. And I was just like, which one is it? Should I be alone with Jesus, or should I um, <laughs> find the man that? God created for me or or the person that God created for me because it says in the book of Genesis that man ought not be alone. So you're telling me this and then you're telling me that. So I was so confused. And and that's just in all honesty, I was confused. I I didn't I I had no I could not follow along with what people were saying in regards to loneliness because I was confused at how God I need. Everything that men could tell me about certain things, I went to God. Hey, God, what does your word say about this? Okay, that checks out. Then that's true. But when it came to loneliness, I just, I found the scripture, man ought not to be alone. God looked and he saw Adam and Adam was alone. So he created him a helper, which he created Eve. So that was in the Bible. But God, what about the people who don't have their Adam or their Eve? And then they're just walking this earth by themselves. Shep, Shep, did, did you, you forgot about us? <laughs> what about us? What about us, Jesus? So, um, I said I, I tucked it in the box, but I also said, God, I know you have an answer for me. So I still was hopeful. I didn't give up all hope, but I did say I can't. I can't look at that because that doesn't look the way that I need it to, and I can't handle. Um, if God never answered me, you know, just to be honest, I could not handle if I was asking God a question and God never answered me. I just want you to know that sometimes he'll answer, sometimes he won't. But in, in, in the retrospect of how much it meant to me, I don't think God was going to leave me high and dry. Um, so I said, God, I know you have an answer for me. So I started to pray half-heartedly, worship from pain, and do what he told me regarding others with a tinge of jealousy. I was a little bit jealous, God. You got me waking up from dreams in the middle of the night. Praying in tongues. In the name of other people. Watching them get healed and delivered. God, all I actually do is just tell me how to deal with this loneliness that my flesh is feeling. My spirit feels full. But I just have this pain of loneliness that I'm feeling. And I don't know how to deal with it. So, I I was a little bit... um. I was a little bit jealous, God, because you called old, consistent, old, faithful me to show up for them while he was not answering my prayers. I just asked you to tell me about loneliness, God, and you're not going to do that for me. But I do what you told me to do because I know that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And at the end of the day, you are establishing me to who I ought to be. Not who I want to be, who I think I should be, who they told me I should be, but who I ought to be. Because according to Jeremiah 29 and 11, I knew the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts to prosper you and never to harm you. So it really, really helps um, in loneliness and pain to know the word of God because God's word gives you hope. God's word not only gives you hopes, it gives you direction, it gives you understanding, it gives you peace that passes all understanding. So come on back. Um, And I put that he was not answering my prayer. So literally jealous because I felt that they had me and I had nobody. They had me and I had nobody. 
Now, I'm not going to discount the fact that I do have some friends that I can call and I can talk to, but there was just a different type of loneliness that I felt, and I just couldn't understand or fathom, um, God, why don't I have my person on the side of me? Why am I walking this earth and I come and I, sh and I go, and when I come and I go, there's no one to greet me? And, and, and there was even a thought that the very thing that was supposed to love you, God, took it from you. Speaking in retrospect of my children. Um, and I said, oh, devil, you're not finna do this to me. You're not doing this. And, and and the thoughts come, but we have a decision on whether or not we want to entertain them. Philippians 4 and I think 8, but 4 6, I go all the way from like, I do the whole Philippians 4. If you, just to find out where I'm referring to. So I can, I can actually go there because that's why I got... That's why I got my Bible here, y'all. I got my Bible here so we can take a journey and walk together. And let's talk about these tabs that I have on my Bible. And um, I still get lost. <laughs> I put tabs on the Bible so when they said turn your books to so-and-so-and-so, I can grab the tab and go straight to it. Try these tabs sometimes be stuck inside the page and... They they just don't they don't they don't treat me right. You see, like right now I'm trying to find Philippians and I can't find Philippians. God, I know my word. I know my word now. I just don't be knowing where it's at. Um, so I'm gonna go to Philippians four, which is not well. It is obviously. So Philippians four and. your hearts and minds through Christ shall keep your hearts. I'm going to, I'm going to give you Philippians four and eight. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So the thoughts will come. You have a decision on whether or not you want to entertain it. So the enemy was even trying to plant those little thoughts. The very thing that was supposed to love you, he took it from you, your family, your friends. I said, I'm not doing this with you, sir. Shut up. <laughs> and just like that, shut shut up. Just be, just be quiet. I can't. I cannot entertain that thought. I don't have the energy or the zeal to deal with it. Um. So I felt like they had me. I had nobody. God, you created me this being, and now I'm too weird to go back into the world. And I'm too in touch with you to be liked amongst my brothers and sisters. These are the thoughts that the enemy tried to plant to me, girl, because. You know you you too say and you know you don't want people to think you better than them, which is the furthest thing from my brain. You know, the furthest thing from my mind. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I have my struggles. And if you want to know about them, baby, I'll tell you. So you can see that I don't think that. But there's just certain things that God delivered me from that I won't go back to. And certain things that I notice and I see. And I know the road that it can lead you on once you entertain it. Whatever. Um... So I reached out and all I got was in God's appointed time, he will reveal. So can you imagine the more lonely I felt because I just felt unheard? So we're going to fast forward to today. I'm sitting in church. The apostle was preaching on how God is still God, even in your tight places. 
Um, he did a series on it, MEC Ministries Miami. You go ahead and look it up. Check out that series, God of My Type Places. When I say that man literally like gave the business, the first um, sermon was a few months ago on God of My Type Places. And he, he it was like he came, it, it always feels like he comes down off of the pew to where I am. Um, and I hate that for that year I left them because of my flesh and how hurt I was and so on and so forth. And I don't know what I missed in that year, but I'm glad to be back in the pews of that ministry again. But if you just want to go take a look at that series, God of My Type Places, if you feel like you just can't trust me after you hear that man speak the word, you will. <laughs> Because what he speaks is word. When you repeat him, you repeat God because he comes from the word. He'll, you don't believe me? Let me show you. And he'll flip through the Bible and he'll give you different instances. And it just makes me feel good to know that the word that I believe in, he takes me through the journey of that word, which is probably why I'm doing this. Um, and I want you to know, I'm going to insert disclaimer here. The Bible itself tells you to test all things. So even in me speaking to you right now, ask God for discernment to hear what needs to be heard. And if you can take something from it, take it. If you want to challenge it, challenge it, read the word, go to the book. God, show me what she was talking about because I don't believe how I don't trust her disclaimer here. Don't take it from me, but take it from me. <laughs> anyway, so, um, I believe that in my last podcast, I said, God is the most untimely, timely, off time, but on time God there is because in the midst of um, service, they kept saying, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. And they wouldn't leave it because the choir sang it. And then when the apostle came out from his office, he continued to sing it. And they just kept saying, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. And it hit me. It hit. When I say it hit me, I had been, I'm 37 years old, just turned 37. I had been asking God about this loneliness for years, years and years and years. But the more I got into him and the more he started to unravel things and fill this void and take away this thing and cause me to walk away from that, the loneliness kept being untouched. And I couldn't find that word. Where is this word in your word, God? Show me this word in your word, God. Show me loneliness in your word. Show me the answer to this loneliness that I'm feeling that sometimes makes me feel like I'm not going to make it. In the front of this book that I started writing on, 2 Corinthians 2, 12 and 9, I got this from a friend of mine. It says, my grace is sufficient. It is in your weakness. His strength is made perfect. God, I'm weak right now and I need your strength. I need you to show me. I need you to show me because I feel lost. I hope you can hear me because I'm whispering, but that's how I felt. I'm saying that thing from the pit of my stomach. I feel lost. 
And as they were saying, it's well with my soul. God allowed me to see that even in the midst of what I was going through and the way that I was feeling for the last few weeks of, of being angry and upset and jealous, that I can't find the answer to loneliness, but you created me to be a servant to other people, but you won't heal the loneliness that I feel that's causing me to make bad choices. God, do you know that the loneliness that I feel makes me do things that's contrary to your word? God, do you know that sometimes when I feel lonely, I walk back the backwards. I, I go backwards. I go back to where you delivered me from because of the loneliness sometimes. And don't you know that? Don't you care? Don't you see me? And it was like, <laughs> okay. All right, God. Cause, and so I finally, I kind of like eased up a little bit. And it had got to a point where I just was like, okay, God, I give it. I, 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 I give it to you. I surrender it. I, I just can't. And I won't. That's what it was. I can't and I won't. God, I need you. So I'm sitting in service and he's going back and forth from Genesis 37, 16 through 20, Ephesians 6 through 12. He talks about how God has a dream for everyone, about how he knew that that's when he said the Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the thoughts that I think, no, the, that was his son earlier that morning when he talked about the seasons and they both all just got together and made one melting pot because he wasn't there for his sermon. He was there for his, but it all just so, so happened to um Mesh together, but he just said, Wait and seek him. It is well with my soul. So, in the midst of it is well with my soul, I heard God say to me, Clearest day, that the Holy Spirit, I put in parentheses the new answer to loneliness. The Holy Spirit is the answer to loneliness. Now, you may not understand what I mean when I say that. So, this is the um, this is the part where we travel together. And I pray that God inhabits me and you bear with me so that I can say it how I feel it. And you can help me or walk with me through unraveling what I'm trying to say. So the first thing that I'm going to do is um, we're going to define the word lonely. Um, the word lonely is a um, being without company, lone, too many lonely nights at home, which is the definition that they gave, cut off from others, not frequented by human beings, desolate, sad from being alone, lonesome, producing a feeling of blankness, bleakness, sorry, bleakness, B-L-E-A-K-N-E-S-S, -S, or desolation. Um, it gives synonyms. Synonyms alone, lonesome, solitary, unaccompanied, lone, single, solo. Unaccompanied. Unaccompanied, meaning that you're walking all by yourself, just in complete solitude. Nothing or no one is there with you. It's just you. That's the basic definition of loneliness. You know, um, there are certain symptoms of loneliness, um, which include side effects, include things like depression, um, thoughts of suicide, um, and anxiety. Um, it includes making decisions that you would normally make if you were surrounded by people that you felt loved you, that you were surrounded by people that can assist you in your loneliness. So um, we were. those are some of the things that come from loneliness. Loneliness makes you do things that you would not do if you had someone by your side, right? So 
As they were saying, it is well with my soul, God answered me on December 18, 2022, and he said that the Holy Spirit is the answer to loneliness. The Holy Spirit is the answer to loneliness. Bear with me, I'm trying to find a um, scripture. I, I want to find the scripture because I want to read it to you. Um, it's about Jesus Christ um, saying that. Um, John 14, verse 26. Jesus Christ says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And then he says, peace, I leave with you my peace. I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye love me, ye would rejoice because I said, I go unto the father for my father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it comes to pass, ye might believe hereafter, I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. But the world may know that I love the Father as the Father gave me commandment. Even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. So he talked about the comforter. The comforter. The comforter. So I've been looking for um, the answer to loneliness. I've been looking for the word loneliness. But all in all... The answer was right there in my face. It came in a different form. I was looking for it this way. I wanted it wrapped in a bowl with the word loneliness on it. And this is how you solve it. But that's not just how it works. Um, God told me today that the Holy Spirit, who is the comforter, he's the one who we when we when we invite him to live inside of us the one that quickens in our spirit the um you know the word of god the one who ministers to us when we're going through when we're in that tight place or when we're in trouble or when no one else can be there with us there's a peace that passes all understanding and that's because we have our friend the holy spirit with us at all times so the word lonely um and i pointed out unaccompanied we're never alone we're never alone. Um, God sent us a supernatural friend. He sent us someone that can go with us wherever we go. When you're down in the pits of hell or in the fiery furnace, when you're on the operating table, when you're sitting in chemotherapy, when you're alone in the bathroom crying because you just got beat, when things are going wrong. And now you think, God, if God is real, why does he allow those things? I don't I, I can't um, get into that. That That's too much. Once again, for my little brain to try to comprehend. But what I do know that is all things work together for the good 
good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. When God gave us this life, he gave us a choice. Some people use their choices for evil. Some use their choices for good. So what happens is, is that you go through these things in life and you experience these things. And once you learn the love of God, you say yes to him, God, I say yes. So what happens is, is that there's a repeated cycle of people who have gone through things. We now say yes to God. God created me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. And um, that is I lost it. Where is it? Um, and this is me just trying to give you as many scriptures as possible so that you can find it um, on your own so that you can go and look at the things that I'm saying. So Psalms 51 and 10 created me a pure heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So once you go to God, you ask God, you tell God that God, I know I'm not right, but I want you to clean me up and make me whole. God says, come as you are. And once you go to him, all dirty and soiled, he wash you up, makes you white as snow, and you get to be the beautifulest thing in his eyes. When you worship him, it's like a sweet aroma, like perfume or a fresh steak. I don't eat steak. I don't, I don't really eat meat like that. <laughs> you know, I'm not a meat person, but it smells just like a fresh aroma to him. Your worship and your praise. So once you repent of the things that you did out of your trauma and what happens is, is you created a new creature and you're moving forward to help those people who experience the things that you've experienced. We're all the blueprint of someone else's survival. We're on this earth. We're gifted with this life. Some people choose good, some people choose bad, and I steered off track just to say that because why does God let things happen? And it's like God allows things because at the end of the day, it's all for him to get the glory. Every knee um, shall bow, every tongue will confess that he is God. He will be exalted. So he wants us all to come into repentance. So I can't get into the mind thought process of God but I thank God for this life I thank God for all of the pain and strife and struggles that I went through because if it had not been for that pain I wouldn't know what happiness was there was a plan for us to live in harmony and be happy and live this life carefree however things happened that's a story for another time but we're gonna come back to where we at right now so I wanted him to put the word loneliness in a box, a see-through box. Um, I wanted him put to put the keys to overcoming loneliness in a clear box. And I wanted him to put a bow on it and I wanted him to hand it to me. But it, it, it got to the point where God was like, no, I'm not going to hand it to you. You need to go find it because it's there. He's answered everything that we can possibly ask him in his word. And what he said was, is that I left a comforter, the Holy Spirit, who goes into the depths of hell with us. And while we're there, he ministers to us and he talks to us and he, he, he just, he, he's there with us. You ever been going through something and all of a sudden this just unexplainable peace comes over you and you can lay down and go to sleep. That's the Holy Spirit, your friend, saying, okay, baby, rest. You ever been going through something and you just could not, and and, and now I'm speaking as if you already know who God is. Um, there's some people who don't know God. There's some people that don't know how to hold on. There are some people that don't know how to establish relationship because the loneliness and the pain is so loud that they can't hear anything else but that. 
to that person, I want to say, if I can um, not challenge you, but if I can ask you to do me a favor, take a moment in the loneliness that you feel. You already feel alone, right? And just sit in a quiet place and say, God, I trust you. God, I trust that this life was not made to be easy. God, I trust that this road that I walk was not made to be straight. It was not made to be without bumps. It was not made to be with all smooth edges. And test him. Try, try him. Try him. Say, God, I, I, I understand that there is a comforter that you sent. So that in the midst of my physical loneliness, I'm going to always have somebody with me. God, I need the comforter. God, as I uncover the pain and the unhealthy coping mechanisms and all of the things that I've been using that have been detrimental to my health and my well-being, God, as I uncover these things and sometimes it feels like I'm going back into that trauma. Sometimes as I try to heal, it feels like I'm snatching the band-aid off and picking the scab off and I'm looking at the sore again, God. But I know that you're going on the inside and you're mending it all the way down to the seven layers of the skin. You're not just healing it superficially, God. You're going down to the root cause of the problem. But I need somebody right now. Though that somebody may not be physical, I need the supernatural helper that you sent that can go with me to the depths of hell. God, I need him. I need the Holy Spirit to come and minister to me. I need your direction and your word to reveal and heal. But I also need the comforter that you gave me. Everything that we need, God has already supplied it. He is the source and he gives us resources. He is the source and he gives us resources. And I know that it's a little bit long, but like I said, I want to take a journey and I just want to talk to you. And, and I pray that God speaks through me and he gives you what he gave me. Um, he left, um, he sent the comforter. One of the things um, regarding loneliness is that we want to feel the touch and the presence of another person. We want to feel um, that somebody's there physically. And then the question that I have for you is that what if they um, never show up because they don't understand the place that you're in? Um, what if the people that were assigned to show up can't show up because they're feeling the same way that you are? They just handle it a little bit differently and it looks a little bit differently. Sometimes a person can be lonely or stressed out and they show up as anger. They can walk in and curse everybody in the, out in the office and it has nothing to do with the people in the office and everything to do with what's going on inside of them. When you look at other people, they just look like they got it all together. And why can't I just be, you know, all put together like that person, but everybody has a struggle. But the question is, is that while you're going through what you're going through, if no one physically ever shows up, what do you do?
you do? What do you do? For me, like I said, I turned to multiple different things. I was doing this and doing that and going here and going that and entertaining this person. Hey, you come over here. Hey, texting 1,700 people, <laughs> so many different people, you know, in a row, just trying to feel something aside from that loneliness that I was feeling. Remember, my void is filled, but I was lonely physically. Like, oh, hey. You forgot. I just like that was just literally like my 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 standpoint. God, you forgot. <laughs> you forgot about me. Hey, I'm still here. You know. But one thing that the enemy does like to do is, and we just read in Philippians 4 and 8, that we need to think on things that are true and trustworthy and good and noble and full of hope. Um the enemy likes to plant little small seeds, and what happens is is that you'll say, I need to feel something other than this pain and he starts to distract you by throwing little pebbles um start to start to throw little pebbles they little flaming pebbles too they're not just regular pebbles they like little pebbles that's on fire he'll throw one and you put out that little fire you know with um i can do all things through god who strengthens me he throws another pebble for god has not given me the spirit of fear but one of power love and a sound mind that he throws another pebble um but i've been through so much um but i know that the god i serve you know he he was there with me through it all because if it had not been for him where would i be but then he throws a a stone and this stone got a little bit more heat to it and it hits you and it's hard for you to put that fire out. You don't tell nobody that right now your leg on fire. And by your leg on fire, I mean that right now you're suffering real bad mentally. And you can't wrap your heart and your mind around what you're feeling. And it looks like everybody else is feeling fine and that they can't really understand where you are right now. So you don't say anything while your leg is on fire. Your leg is on fire. He threw a rock, and that rock was a big, substantial rock. That rock maybe came in the form of loss, or that rock maybe came in the form of betrayal, or maybe that rock came in the form of a lost job or a financial issue. Now your leg on fire, and you can't say nothing because now I'm dealing with loneliness, and I'm dealing with this too. Then he throw another stone, another rock, not a stone. He throw another rock. Now your other leg on fire, now you standing in fire. And I'm using this analogy because fire is hot. Fire is unbearable at times. And you just want somebody to come with their fire extinguisher and put that fire out for you. But you got everything that you will need. However, sometimes you just need somebody to come. But the question that always remains, what if nobody comes? That's why God wants you to get closer to him. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, the veil was torn so that you can get closer to him and that you don't have to have someone to get close for you. That um, you had access to him through prayer. No matter where you are, what you're going through, you said, God, I am here and I need you here with me. He's omnipresent, meaning that he can be everywhere at all times and the Holy Spirit is too because he's walking with you. And you sitting in that fire and it ain't nothing you think you can do. It's, it's nothing that you think you can do. I'm going to another scripture. So when you see the phone come, that's the <laughs> when you see the phone come, that's me trying to get to the scripture for you. Um, 
and I lost my train of thought. You got to forgive me for that. Um, I pray that this is um, blessing you. I pray that it's blessing you. I pray that it's helping you. I pray that um, you're walking with me, you know, because like I said, I, 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 I too had that issue. And I'm sure that that issue won't just automatically go away because God answered me today. Because God gave me the answer that I wanted because I've been so deep rooted in it for so long. I'm sure that it won't just magically just disappear. Um, I can guarantee you that it won't. That it's going to be a process and another journey to now act out what God has spoken to me. Um, so the scripture that I'm looking for, and I'm, I, I just decided to go straight to the phone because at the this this Bible <laughs> don't get me that fast, and then I lose myself with the tabs. So First um, Peter. First Peter one, five and nine. First Peter why am I saying first Peter one, five and nine? First Peter chapter five, verse nine. It says, Whom mm -mm, we, we need to we need to get more than that. First Peter five, eight through ten. First Peter five, eight through ten. It says, Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom, whom resists steadfast in faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accompanied in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish strength, and settle you. So, that just basically says that people are going through things. You're not the only one going. There's nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes um, 11, Ecclesiastes 9 and 11, um, that the race is not to the swift or the strong. And, you know, there's just different things that there's nothing new under the sun. So what you're going through, somebody else went through. So it's, it's, it's basically up to us to work it and to walk in it. Um, your brothers and sisters are going through the same thing that you're going through. So now you're standing in fire and the enemy wants you to believe that you're the only one who feels how you feel. Look at them. They're happy. Look at them. They're worshiping and praising and they're over there passing out because they're so grateful. Right. But that's not true. That's not true. Your brothers and sisters are going through the same afflictions. And the thing is, is that which I wish that testimony services was still in church where a person can testify to the goodness of God, but do it 100% wholeheartedly. You're not walking up there talking about, oh, God, thank you, Jesus. Testimony service when somebody got up and they said, look, this is where I was. This is where I am or this is where I am. But I have faith and you profess the faith that, you know, God will bring you out. I miss testimony service. I really, really miss testimony service. Um, so I wanted to um, and, I'm, and I'm going through the different things that I see. Um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So the majority of the time we think that we're wrestling against a thing, a person, um, like, you know, but it's not the, our weapons of this warfare are not carnal. They're, um, prayer and their fasting and the different things of that nature, because what we need to do is bring into submission, our flesh, our flesh is what is 
um, desiring to be hugged. Our flesh is what's desiring to be intimate with someone. Our flesh is what is desiring to watch a person walk into the house and leave the house. Sometimes we don't even need to talk to the people that's there. We just want to hear noise. And I'm, 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 I'm past the desire of just having someone there to fill a space because now I feel lonely and now you in my way, you know, get out of my way. I'm trying to get to the kitchen. You done ate my food, you know? So I, I'm, I'm past just wanting someone there to fill a, 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 a space. I need someone who's purposeful in my life. I need to be intentional about the people that I allow in my space. So I'm at the point where God, I, I had got to the point where I was like, God, I thank you for this loneliness that I feel. And I thank you that there's no one that's here. You know, because sometimes when people are at it, you can't really live up to the full potential that God wants you to. Um, you'll you'll be full fledged into your podcast or your ministry or song or, um, or 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 instrument, or you have dreams every night, and then here come this person. Um, the the Bible says it's better to be married than to burn with passion. But he said he talked about how once you get married, it just takes your attention from your purpose. Um, you have to be consumed with the woes of this person, right? So now what happens is you got these people that come and if they're not walking your walk or your journey or not conducive to what you got going on, they're going to become a distraction as well. So the 72.3 billion people that God has assigned to you, um, um, and the gift that he put inside of you, the ones that you're supposed to deliver and set free. Now you can't because you're distracted by this man or woman or, or whatever that you've been praying for. And you're angry with them today. So you can't go pray because you don't let the sun set on your anger. Now you feel condemned. You don't want to repent because you're still mad. <laughs> you know, um, you want to make sure that they eat. So by the time you finish cooking, cleaning and washing and ironing, you need to go lay down because you're tired. So you can't go sit in God's presence. You want to lay down and dream and sleep. But no, nah, baby got knees at night. This your husband. You got to you got to meet those needs. And now you're tired. You got you fall straight to sleep without praying. So I started, I had got to the point where I was like, God, I thank you that I don't have no distractions. And then man kept saying, but God did say that man ought not to be alone. And it, it, it was that reminder that, that, you know, that constant um, speaking of that scripture that made me feel like what's wrong. And I, and I used to say, what's wrong with me? Why don't nobody want me? How come I have not found my person yet? How come everybody that I meet suck off and, and, and suck off of me and they bleed me dry and I'm just, <laughs> and it had got to the point where I honestly made myself a victim, but we know that in God, we're not victims. We're victorious, <laughs> you know, um, that, that, um, we, we, we're fighting from a winning standpoint. There's nothing victimy about us. So I had made myself the victim. So what happened was is that I had to go and I had to go, oh God, search me. Whatever it is that's in me that's not of you, take it out, clean me. God created me a, 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 a what, it, what it create in me a new heart, renew the right spirit in me. So what happened was God started to show me how I sought a certain type of person because I thought that that was the only person that would stay. 
God showed me how I led with what I can give physically. And when you lead like that, that's that's fine that your love language is to give and give and give. But you have to understand that everybody that's taking are not taking for the advantage of you to love you because of what you gave. They're taking it because they have a need and you're going to give it to them. Go ahead and give it to me. And and, and then the first thing they're going to say is, I ain't asked you for that, you know. Um, but I had to, um, in, in, in the midst of the journey of the loneliness, I had to find out the choices that I was making and the people that I allowed to be around me. And then it had got to a point where, um, I realized that my loneliness was because people stayed and stayed and stayed until there was nothing else. And then they left. And then God said, I need you to separate on purpose now. I was like, God, as lonely as I am, you telling me to walk away from people. You're telling me that I need to end this relationship or stop talking to this person. Do you know the struggle that God, you know, your daughter, daddy, you know, the things that I'm going through, but you're yet in turn asking me to separate on purpose. I, I can't, I can't, I don't understand you, you know, what, what you want from me. And, and that was like my disposition. I couldn't understand God. What are you asking me to do? You're asking me to separate. And, and what it was is, is that he needed me in a place of wilderness. Everybody talks about a wilderness place. And the wilderness is basically where you're walking and you're wandering around. Nobody's there with you. You just by yourself walking through these woods all alone and you're trying to figure yourself out. And the only thing that's there is just you and the Holy Spirit. Because remember, he's with us wherever we may go. He's our comforter, our friend, our brother. He is um, our diary. We can talk to him and he goes on behalf of us. And he trains like when you when you sitting in your room and that pain gets so bad and all you can go is say, you can't do nothing but moan because it hurts so bad. The Holy Spirit, trans you know, he's a trans. Ah, he's a translator. The Holy Spirit translates for you. When all you can do is wave your hand, that wave of your hand. He said, well, God, she said she tired. <laughs> when you say, God, she said she just needs you. She needs your strength, God. She said she needs you to show up late in the midnight hour. You don't know what you said. Your spirit said it for you and the Holy Spirit translated. Do you know that he is a translator? <laughs> so in your wilderness experience, you don't want to despise loneliness. And and I don't even want to use the word loneliness. You don't want to experience. The, the, not loneliness. You don't want to despise your alone time, right? You want to use your alone time because I, I don't. I don't know how much I can stress that this is a journey we're just passing through on the way back home. When we go back to the beginning, we think about how we were all living in heaven, minding my our own business, and then there was an angel who was like, "I can, I can do what he did." <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what the devil the devil was like I can do that too <laughs> and he walked across God's holy land and touched his children and he was so convincing that he got them to side with him and they just got casted on down out, out of heaven now y'all can't be in heaven no more cause y'all being dumb following behind this dummy so <laughs> You know what I mean? And so what happened was, is that God said that I'm going to create a redeem. A, I have a redemption plan. 
He loved us so much that he created a redemption plan. But in that redemption plan, it, it was for, for us to. I'm sorry. And the only reason that I'm laughing is because because of that simple act. He could have forced them to do what he wanted them to do. God is almighty, right? He's almighty, all annoying. But can you imagine if you married a man and you had to beat him in his head every night to make him come home? And you had to call his phone 72 times to make him answer? And you had to guilt trip him? Remember I had, and remember the time you just to make him love you? Can you imagine if... You had to do that. God don't, God don't want that type of love. So he created a redemption plan. And in that redemption plan, he gave us a choice. You know, life and more abundantly or carnal minded and death. You know, eternal fiery because he, the, the, the enemy don't want to repent. <laughs> he don't want to say sorry. I don't even think he had. I don't even know if he has that liberty, but he don't want to repent. He don't want to say sorry. He don't want to get back into God's graces. He want to take as many of us as he can with him to eternal damnation. But God said, I'm going to give you a choice, baby. This is what I have to offer you. This is how I created it to be. This is the plan that I set forth for you. You have a choice. And then what happens is, is he waits for you. Can you imagine somebody waiting for you? I'm going to um, end this particular segment for the podcast. It's been 53 minutes and then I'm going to pause and come back. Start another segment. And hi, my turtle doves, we're back. I was just talking about how the race is not given to the swift or the strong, but by he who endures until the end. So I'm just taking this time to kick the bobo with you and just rap and talk about the goodness of God and how we just we write where we need to be. Um, so I was saying that what God does not want a forced love. You know, everybody talks about if he was so such and such, why he ain't just beat the devil up? You have to remember that um, when the devil left, the devil took a good amount of his babies with him. He was able to poison their thoughts and their mind and take them with him. And he probably, he's all knowing. So I know he saw it coming, but it's like at the end of the day, it's like you creating a child and your child just turning on you. You love them anyway. You love them. You know what I mean? And you, you, you long for that day that they will be back into your embrace. And I love the fact that he just waits on me to get it right. And his timing is perfect because he can come back any minute while I'm not right. But he wants all of his children to come into repentance. And this took a turn. I'm just talking, right? And, and, and remember that we're still talking about the keys to overcoming loneliness because all of this is all a part of it. Because if you don't know God, if you don't know God's word, if you don't know God's promises in his word for you, then... How can you hold on to certain things? How can you have hope? Where do you get your hope from? Who's standing around you? And what are they saying? 
that is not conducive to your journey and the hope in life that things just get better and things that things can be better and yes life hits you hard but it can get it can get better you have all of these people that are talking about the white man gave us the bible and the white man this now although i believe that the word was translated and some people even even the black man even the the, the african american people will take the word and pervert it and use it to their own um agenda some people that's why the bible says for my people perish from the lack of knowledge and that's why i added that disclaimer if you don't trust don't trust what i'm saying go to the word and find it for yourself baby you gotta get it for yourself because people gonna steer you wrong every chance they get you're gonna find some people that are true and genuine and that can really give you um the good good when it comes to like god's word and advice and things of that nature but the same thing that they have you can get it and I'm going to quote Diamond from Players Club. She said, I don't trust nobody information but my own. And by that, I mean that if I need to go find a word from God, I'm going to him for myself. I'm not going to nobody else no more because everybody's interpretation of the word is different. And God speaks to everyone different. And maybe he said this to her and that ain't had nothing to do for that. That wasn't for you. That was for her. So I, I, I just learn them for yourself, baby. But, um. We're still talking about um, loneliness. We're still talking about loneliness. And um, I was telling you that distractions keep you from answers. If you've been asking God for an answer to your loneliness, but you're so busy dealing with the symptoms of loneliness, the discomfort, the depression, the anxiety, the um, nobody understands and the this and the that, then you can never hear from him because your mind is far. And, and, I, thought, and I thought about that also in church. I was like, God, I was I was so busy f- feeling defeated that the word lonely wasn't in the Bible that I I couldn't hear you tell me anything about loneliness because I didn't want to hear it because I didn't know what you were going to say. I wasn't hearing the word loneliness, so I couldn't look for the answer that you were giving me. So, like I said, I wanted it to be in a clear box with a beautiful bow, and I wanted it to say the keys to overcoming loneliness. I was looking for loneliness, but not once did I look for um, the word comfort or comforter. Let's define the word comfort. Comforter. We're going to define the word comforter today. Not today, right now. Right now, not today. (laughs) We're going to define the word comforter. And I just want y'all to know that I'm in love with the Merriam-Webster dictionary because it breaks it down for me. So, listen, when I tell you Merriam-Webster know what time it is. Miriam Weston knows what time it is because when I typed in the word comforter, the first thing that came up and it says capitalized Holy Spirit. Come on, Miriam Webster. Come on, Miriam Webster. <laughs> Come on. Now, this is my first time looking up the word comforter. The other dictionary said it was a warm quilt. I don't trust that dictionary. Give me, give me, give me old, give me old Miriam, Miriam Webster. Come on, Webster. And then it goes into so one a capitalized. It said capitalized. This Holy Spirit is in all capital letters, right? Then it says one that gives comfort. 
Then it goes in to talk about the quilt, but that ain't what we talk about. But the first definition of the word comforter is Holy Spirit. And the second one, the letter B, the one that just, I'm, I'm going to start right there. We're going to go into the comforter thing. It says one that gives comfort. So I was looking for loneliness. What's the answer to loneliness? But God was like, I gave you a comforter, baby. I gave you a comforter. Not a quilt. He gave me one that gives me comfort. Let's define the word comforter. Come on, Miss Miriam. What you... The definition to the word comfort is to give strength and hope. To cheer. To ease the grief of trouble. Console. Assistance and support. Strengthening aid. Consolation in time of trouble or worry, solace. Come on now. Come on, Miriam. You keep on going. A feeling of relief or encouragement, contentment, well-being, a satisfying or enjoyable experience. One that gives or brings comfort. We're going to leave the tongues where it's at. I'm trying to, trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it so the whole time I'm looking for, because it's this loneliness that I felt and I'm feeling sick to my stomach because God, I'm by myself and I'm in here and I'm doing this and I'm going through that by myself and I'm in the hospital and I just, and I'm, and I'm crying and I'm crying and I'm crying. And one, you know, one day I was in the hospital and I was having an issue with my asthma and nobody would come visit me in the hospital. No, nobody visited me. Nobody came and sat with me and they said, cause you ain't tell nobody. Because when I tell you, you, you just want to question me from where you are, but you're not coming to me. You ain't coming to me. You just want to know what's going on, right? When when I love... Come on, let's do this. When, 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 when I gave birth to my son, um, my son's father, he was there, but he wasn't there. You know, he was there, but he wasn't there. He went home. You know, and I was there for two weeks because I had preeclampsia and my blood pressure was three numbers over three numbers. And they watched me because they didn't want me to have a seizure or a stroke or whatever the case that comes. So I'm here on the the prenatal um, floor. I'm in a room by myself initially and I'm feeling all of these things and I'm by myself. And I hadn't seen my baby. I hadn't touched my baby. And all of this time had gone by. I got the catheter inside of me and I'm feeling this and I'm feeling that. I'm going through what I'm going through. They took me to see him and I had to see him the way that he was in the Nick. You are bandaged up and, and I'm going through what I'm going through and I'm feeling how I'm feeling. And that was one, the first time that I can remember where I just felt hopeless. Not the first time because I had lost my mom and I had a lot going on prior to that. But I, I had, this, this was something that I had never experienced before. This was a child that was innocent. This baby ain't had nothing to do with nothing. Um, and, and he's laying there and, and I'm cut open. <laughs> from left to right, I got stitches. I got a C-section. I'm, I'm I'm leaking milk. The baby can't drink it. And my baby passed away. This is me telling you about the comforter. My son passed away. And when my son passed away, 
I felt like I was going to lose my marbles. I was going to lose my... I, I was, so let, let's talk about a 12-pack. You know, they be like, I'm a few cans short of a 12-pack. Baby, I was a few cans short of the 12-pack, and the rest of the cans that was left was finna go with this baby. <laughs> I was in a place where... It was just, it was something that was unbelievable to me. I could not believe that I was experiencing, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that I was going through this thing and I'm looking at this baby that's two months old. I got to bury him. I ain't got no insurance policy. Who the heck thinks to get an insurance policy on a baby that's not even born yet? So I'm going through what I'm going through. And I was like, I'm going to lose it. And I knew God. I had accepted him as my Lord and personal Savior at the age of 12 years old. However, I had backslid going into adult years, you know, with the drinking and the fornication and all of that good stuff that we go through when we're walking in the world, right? I don't... and, and and I'm like, God, I know you. And I'm talking to him, but I'm not understanding how important repentance is. God, forgive me for the things that I have been doing because I know that it's not of you. You want me to repent. You want me to, um, because you can't dwell within me with all those nasty things that my flesh is doing. You can't come to my aid because this vessel is so filthy and I have not repented and asked you to come be back in my heart. So, but, 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 however, though, however, once I had come into salvation, he's still mine and I'm still his, you know, I'm still under his, his, his tutelage. I'm still under his wing. Right. So if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? I would have been dead and gone sleeping in my grave because like I said, while I understand the reasoning, I still don't believe that there is a valid reason because as long as there's breath in your body, there's hope for a better tomorrow, right? So I'm going through what I'm going through and I'm just like, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> and I'm laughing about it, not because it's funny, but I'm laughing about it because I want you to understand that, like I said, I, I, I'm not going to go too deep into it because I don't know who's going to watch this video and I don't want people too much far into here. Don't, don't go too far in there because I'm not crazy. But, and, I, and I'm just outlining a couple things that I went through and that's me testifying to you to the goodness of God and the fact that we're never alone, even though we feel that we are. And the enemy wanted me to believe all this time that I was alone and I had nobody. But when I think back of, of, of the things that I had been through and how there was this supernatural thing that allowed me to sleep at night, there was this supernatural thing that allowed me to eat. There was this supernatural thing that allowed me to show up at work anyway, and then I came home. I may have cried when I got home, but I showed up in the world. I'm not on disability for mental issues. I'm not on medication for anxiety and depression. I'm walking this thing, but I'm walking it with the strength of God. But anyway, let's go back to the, the next example. I was telling you about when I was in the hospital, and I was having issues with my asthma, and I couldn't breathe. And I'm crying because it's just uncomfortable not being able to breathe. And I'm and I'm and I'm trying to get my breath, right? And the medicine that they're giving me is alleviating it, but at the same time, it's just still so uncomfortable because my lungs are not operating at the capacity that they should because I've had an asthma attack. So now I have to go through a treatment of steroids and albuterol and this and that and the third. I smoked cigarettes at the time. So I was, I was, I was, con I was adding, contributing to the, the defeat, right? That's when I was telling you about the self, 
the, the, the detrimental things that we do to ourselves as well. So we have to also take part into our suffering. We have to take responsibility for the... You can't take responsibility for being raped or molested, but you can take responsibility for the fact that your lungs are not operating at full capacity because you're smoking five cigarettes every two minutes. Some people are not ready for personal accountability because that's one of their coping mechanisms that they're using um, for the pain that they're experiencing. And I understand. I understand. But there's redemption and you can be set free. I haven't had a cigarette since 2015, I believe. 2015. And don't want one. Don't like the smell of them. But anyway, I'm sitting in the hospital and I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm crying. And I can't breathe already. And you know when you cry, stuff gets stuffy and you start having drainage and all of that. So the nurse came in there and she said, stop. <laughs> She's a Jamaican lady. Um, and she said, stop, stop. This <laughs> the way she stopped breathing like that. And the way she said it, it's like, not that she was annoyed, but it was more so of a mother figure. I didn't have my mother by then and I'm going through it in this hospital by myself. Ain't nobody come visiting me. I'm up here by myself in this hospital with these people. I'm scared. I don't know what they're going to do to me. God help me. And she started to minister to me. You know, she reminded, she, 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 she was one. So God, um, will put little people in place, little pawns in this game of chess. Cause we, we, we're not playing checkers. There's a strategy to this thing. God just don't have you out there jumping players and taking things off the board. It's a strategy. It's a strategic game of chess. And God has all of these little pawns in place that always show up to bump you when you start to go down, right? And 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 maybe you can't hear him because you're you're you're, you're so caught up in what you're going through that um he has to send somebody to say it to you. So she was like, "Stop breathing like that." And when she said that, I was like, dang, lady, <laughs> you know, and she started to tell me the next time, you know, she was like, first of all, let me show you how to breathe. And she showed me how to labor my breathing. Um, she showed me how to breathe in deep, even though it hurt and to let it out real slow, which also helps with anxiety and depression. Ain't God, ain't God good and strategic about the way that he handles things. So I learned to do that. And I learned that that also helped me. And when I felt like I couldn't breathe because of what was going on around me, not even related to asthma. So I've learned breathing exercises. You you breathe in really deep and you let it out really slow. And you do it multiple times. And what it does is, is that it brings you back to the present. However, she started to quote scripture to me and she said, you know what? The next time you end up in the hospital, you got your phone with you, bring your Bible. And that was her way of telling me that I have a comforter and a friend, but I didn't hear it like that. It took, I've been in and out of the hospital since I was in my teens, 18, 17, I'm 37. And, and it took for me. December 18, 2022, the hell God said, girl, you're not lonely because you got the comforter, the one that I left in my place. I sent you a helper, a translator, a friend, 
a brother, someone that's going to be there with you in the late night at home when nobody can be, when your husband that you do get when I give it to you, when your child that I do bless you with when I give it to you, when the spouse or the friend that I do give you when when I give it to you can't be there for you. I, I you got somebody that's there with you. Girl, I've always been there. You just couldn't see him because the enemy had your mind clouded. Ain't that something? But anyway, so she tells me that God gave us a comforter. And she tells me the next time you come, you read your Bible and you get your rest. And ever since that day, when I go to the hospital, I go to the hospital with complete thoughts of rest and sleep. You know, them people used to come in there and be like, why you sleep? Don't you know you in the hospital? Nobody sleeps in the hospital. I'm talking about men that snoring. <laughs> In that snoring full of peace and, and tranquility. And I would only guess that that's the supernatural peace of the love of God that came on me. I, I went and I had to have a surgery. And the morning that I went to have my surgery, a person that I really love near and dear, I needed her. But whatever, you know, I, I, I know, but whatever. Um. And then there was someone arguing with me through text about why, you know, and it was just so much going on. So I was about to turn my phone off. I, I'm turning the phone off because I don't want the expectation of hoping that this person reaches out to me. And I don't want the expectation of this person arguing with me because it was just like right now I'm going through so much. And I said, God, I need you to come and be here with me because I've never done this before. And this one is going to be a little bit longer than the one, you know, I've never done this before. This is going to be a time frame. They're doing some major stuff. And I need you to be here with me, God. When they put me under the anesthesia, I need you to guard their hands. And I need you to do this and I need you to do that. But I need you to comfort me. Even though the lady said, I need you to come and give her something to make you I, come, come give her something, you know, because I was crying and I was messed up because my flesh was scared. But at the end of the day, after they gave me, look, when they gave me that medicine, I went, <laughs> I stopped crying. I was like, yeah, I'm hot now. And, and I went to sleep. But when I woke up from recovery, I found out that I had to go home with the catheter bag and the catheter bag had to stay inside of me. I couldn't do too much of moving and um, it was supposed to be two weeks. It ended up being like a whole entire month. But in that time frame, while I was home alone, caring for myself, there was a sense of peace that I had um, in, in my time of trouble because the comforter was there, not the quilt. <laughs> um... When I got COVID, I was home alone and I was so afraid. And I was like, I'm just going to lay down on this. You know, I, I stopped making plans for the future. I was supposed to be moving out in a couple of weeks. I stopped talking to the lady about the apartment. It was just, I, I, I was like, well, this is it. I'm checking out. And there, God, God said, God said, get up and, and take a shower. And I need you to get dressed like you're going out every day. I need you to get dressed like you got something to live for. But there was a sense of peace in the midst of my storm that I can only describe as supernatural. And what, I'm, what you're watching me do is uncover the revelation of how he has always been there for me. I would like to believe that if you've never heard of God and if you've never been taught God, that he still shows up for you in certain ways. Have you ever been in a situation and you got out by the hair on your chinny chin chin? Have you ever been in a situation that seemed so unbearable, but somehow you just kept living? 
Have you ever been in a situation where it's just that I got so much, but I still feel lonely? That's God's way of saying, baby, come find me. Come find me. All this time, from spending hours and hours in a room by myself, days and days without seeing another adult or, and, and, and maybe I'm remembering it wrong, I can't say, um, but in my mind, and, and we're going to say that because sometimes um, we have a way of increasing the, the trauma, maybe, and I'm not going to say it wasn't that bad, but maybe it was bad, but it was just not as bad as you replay it. Um, so we have a way of increasing the trauma. But I remember spending days alone, um, hours and hours alone till the sun went down, not knowing um, when someone was coming home. There was no cell phones. I didn't have a cell phone. Um, the house phone was locked in, in this room and that room. So I didn't have um, the the house phone that I can I can I can get on. And I remember spending all of those hours and hours and days alone um, learning unhealthy thought processes and patterns and learning unhealthy coping mechanisms and things of that nature. So this this um, podcast can be dual. Um, I did one podcast about first responders where our family are our first responders to an emergency of loneliness. And then you have your friends and then you have your cousins. Well, the, the, the cousins are a part of the family. Then you have your friends and then you have your spouses. And then it's like, what do you do when they let you down? Who is your first or second responder? And God is our source. He is our first responder. Everyone else are resources, second, third, fourth responders. So I would it I would I would ask you to just be a better first responder and if you don't know how to do that because of your own trauma just try to heal yourself heal healthy heal thyself try to become a healthier version of yourself so that you can be there for someone else we're all here for each other we all are going through the same things over and over again and I I would want this podcast to reach someone who has been through a lot. <clears throat> it's hard to hear scripture Sorry, I'm, I, I got caught up reading um, my notes because I wanted to make sure that um, I touched all of the the points that God would have me to touch. And I'm sure that I'll come back and talk about this again um, because it's not just a one and done. It's not just something that you can just let go. But what I, I'm, I'm here and I, I just want you to know that um, in life we take hits. In life, we take hits that we thought we would never, ever, ever, ever take. In the midst of taking those hits, we're still expected to go to work. 
We're still expected to show up as a mother, as a brother, as a friend. We're still expected to show up as a therapist or a psychiatrist or a doctor. We're expected to continue to move on as if that hurt never existed. That's the expectation the world puts on us because the world doesn't care whether you live or die because it revolves with or without you. That's the world's opinion of it. But I want you to know, and I stand here, and, and it's hard to hear when a person says that God came so that you can have life and have it more abundantly, that you can do all things through him who strengthens you, that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are according to his purpose, that he is there for you as a comforter, as a friend. You can't hear that when the pain is so You can't hear that when someone has not come and wrapped their arms around you and loved on you. You can't hear it because the enemy comes and he wants to take your mind. He wants you to hear that pain so loud that you can't hear God say, baby, I'm right here. Just come to me. I got everything you need. He wants to boom megaphone like. But I'm here today to tell you that there are warriors that are praying on your behalf that you've never met a day in your life. There are warriors in a lineage of people that you've come from, even if the people that you're connected to now in your bloodline don't remember. There's people who came from your bloodline that were powerful and they prayed. And that's why you're still here. I want you to know that you just, all you have to do is ask. The word says we have not because we ask not God. I need you to silence the voices. God, I need you to send the comforter to alleviate this pain that I feel inside of me. God, show me me. And I need you to hold on to me because sometimes looking at me makes me feel like I'm going to lose it me that's the first step you come to terms with the fact that by myself I can't do it God I need you God things get so loud that I can't even hear you showing up for me God the the, the road gets so dark and cloudy that I can't see you show up for me God, the loneliness gets so bad that my body hurts. Do you know that <clears throat> before 2020, pre-pandemic, best year, worst year of my life, <laughs> and, and still now, still now, but it's not as bad. But I would go through things and my body physically got afflicted where it felt like pain and I wanted to peel my skin off. That's how mental anguish can feel. Mental anguish can make you feel as if you're physically afflicted 
Um, you get back pains and you get leg pains. Things start to swell up. Your vision get blurry. Your head starts hurting. That's because you're in fight or flight mode and your body is attacking itself. Nothing's wrong, um, so to speak, medically. But because your mind is going, your body got to follow it. So now I need to fight the very thing that's trying to attack me. I'm, 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 in, I'm invaded. My body, my, your body says I'm invaded by a foreign, um, a foreign substance. There's something inside of me that ain't supposed to be here and that something is called anxiety depression stress fight or flight mode god i need to oh god i need to get out of here i just can't take it and your body tries to attack that so now you got a heightened immune system your heart pumping faster than it should your feet swelling up and (laughs) you got so much stuff that's going on inside of you your body um starts to respond to the pain that you're feeling and i know it all too well but I also know, and, and, and I thank God, 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 I thank you. God, I thank you for your answers. God, I thank you for the ability to hear. God, I thank you that in the midst of me searching for you, running from you because it felt like the pain was going to send me back. I had got to the point where I was like, God, I'm about to start fornicating and drinking again. <laughs> I was like, all right, God. Because you know how I get. I'm your baby. So you know me better than I know myself. Things about to get a little, <laughs> you know. And, 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 and that's what I was saying. God, I'm about to slip, slide back on it. I don't know if y'all ever know that, that, that game where you, you slip, you slide, you hit the ramp and take a dive where you pour the water on the thing. You slide and you end up into the little pool at the end. I'm old. I'm getting old. So I don't know if you don't know that. But I was about to backslide like that. And I was like, God, I'm on my way back to the world. And <laughs> because the pain had got so bad, I was like, I can't. I, it's, it's either this or that, and that's not an option. I'm not going to tell you what this or that was. That's between me and my therapist and my God and the Holy Spirit who was in there listening to what this or that was. He was like, hey, Jesus, <laughs> she tripping, you, you know. So I was like, it's either this or that, and that wasn't an option. So I had to go with this. And and God was like, this or that is not an option. You need to walk straight and keep your eyes forward on me. And he answered me after all this time. And that's by having a flash sale, y'all, 48 hours. Disclaimer, it just popped up on the screen. So um, God, I thank you for your answers. If if you would um oblige me for a moment, let's 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 go before him. I want to go before him on your behalf, but I want you to go before him with me for you. Yeah? Can we invite the comforter into our lives? The first I want you to repent. God, I ask that you forgive me for my sins, both known and unknown. Excuse me. God, forgive me for my sins, both known and unknown, sins of commission and omission. God, forgive me for everything that's contrary to what your word says that I should be. God, forgive me for the fornication. God, forgive me for the adultery, the backbiting, the cursing, the stealing, the lying. God, forgive me for all of the things that does not look or sound the way that your word said it should be. God, Forgive me for coming against your Ten Commandments. God, forgive me for doing everything that you said I shouldn't. You said in your word, God, that when you ask for forgiveness, he remembers those things no more. 
even the very vile thing that you think that you can do, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And once you ask for his forgiveness and you seek him with your whole heart, it is then that you will find him. It is then that you will know the love of God and the comfort that he can provide. And yet it get, hey, it get a little hot. Life don't get easier, get a little bit rougher because the same enemy that was attacking you in the world, he's going to attack you even more in God because how dare you try to get mental stability on my watch. So let's, let's, let's pray. Let's pray real quick. Um, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come humbly before you. I come humbly and boldly before your throne and I ask in the name of Jesus. That to every person that's watching this that's on the brink of suicide because they feel like they're so lonely and they have nothing or nobody. God, that they feel like their thoughts are so cloudy that they can't even hear a simple I love you. God, that their thoughts are so cloudy that they feel like the only solution is to not live this beautiful life that you gave us. God, I pray that you send the comforter to rest In their hearts. God, I ask that you send the comforter to comfort them the best way that they know how to be comforted. Father, God, I ask that you send the comforter to ease the pain and alleviate the damage. God, as you go in and you heal them from the soul, the spirit that they have inside of them all the way out to the flesh that's been trying to take them down to the depths of hell. God, I help that you I help them. God, I ask that you help them understand that you came so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. That all things work together through the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose and that your grace is sufficient. God, I pray that you give them the desires of their heart. And I pray that one of those desires is that they get to know you. God, I pray that you give them an understanding of your word, a desire and a hunger to crack it open. To seek the things that you promised them in your word, God. Not to just seek you for the promises. Help them want the healer more than the healing. Help them want the savior more than the saving. Help them want the giver more than the giving. Father God, that's a song called More Than Anything, God. Help them to seek you for themselves, God. I pray that you help them to seek you for themselves, God. I pray that you help them to seek them for themselves, God. Any void that they have been trying to fill with everything, drugs, sex, money, pills, everything that they, that void that they've been trying to fill with everything except you, God. I pray that you move it all out of the way and you insert self there. Help them to understand that you're a gentleman, you're a loving father. You're not going to impose and force yourself on them, but give them the desire to be willing to yield. Father God, in the name of God, your word said that you have given us not the spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. God, I claim that sound mind for them today as I claim it for myself.
for the tongue that I speak, but I have to say it how I feel it. That means that my spirit is trying to connect. That my sake is trying to connect with yours. We bind up every spirit of suicide, every spirit of defeat, every spirit of hope, every spirit of hopelessness, every spirit that tries to exalt itself above your word, Father. Who has that y'all bear with me in the midst of this? I don't speak tongue generally when I'm trying to go do trying to connect. God says that he knows. He says he knows and he understands and he can feel the very hurt and pain that you feel. And he wants you to just give it to him. God, God, I ask that you give them the peace that passes all understanding in the midst of the things that they don't understand. My God, we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, meaning that if you walk by what you see, you're going to fail every time. Our weapons of this warfare are not carnal. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. There is a real war that's going on in the spirit. There is a war that's going on in the spiritual realm and the war is for your soul. And I pray that you spend your time in front of God and with your Bible and with your word. And you let the comforter come and heal. You don't let the devil defeat you. Because God is the greatest power. We will, we will never be defeated. We are fighting from a victorious standpoint. And my God, I need us to stand up and rise as the warriors that God created us to be. We got to stand on it. And we got to walk in that word. God, because he created us warriors. He bore those stripes so that we can be healed and that we can walk in him. He bore those stripes. He gave him, he gave up his ghost. He gave it up. They didn't take it from him. He gave it so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the soul that watches this as they sit in the distraught anguish. God, I ask that you just give them a supernatural wind. God, give them a fresh wind. God, give them a fresh wind. God, give them a fresh wind. God, the comforter to sit next to them. Do you know that when... I went through what I went through and I sat in my house. It felt like someone physically came and sat in my presence. 
I felt the I, I felt someone physically and, 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 and when I think back after God said that the answer and there's key there's keys to overcoming loneliness, but the main one he had to go so that this comforter can come in his place. If he, he couldn't he couldn't come while he was still here walking on this earth and Jesus Christ was not omnipresent as he walked. So he had to go so he can send the comforter. And do you know that when I think about it, when I when I oh before God gave me the answer and told me that I had the answer to loneliness the whole time. I used to feel when I was going through what I was going through that someone came and wrapped their arms around me in the midst of my distress. But I could not see that until God had to take the scales off. It felt felt like the scales have fell off of my eyes because when I look back over all that I've been through and I think about all of the things that I felt that there was always this supernatural something that was walking around through my house when I was walking through this house and I was dizzy and I couldn't stand up when I was walking through this house and I had lost vision in one of my eyes until my vision came back the fear that I felt and it was something that came and it sat with me and the fear went away and I was just like okay I'm resting in this be still and know that I am God he will be exalted among the earth and the nations I leave that last word with you. Be still and know that he is God. God, I thank you for this word and I pray that it blesses somebody. I pray that um it I pray that it does what you set it for it to do. God says that he who started a good work won't stop until the day it is completed. And he said that the heavens and the earth will pass away before one ounce of his word falls to the ground without being um without accomplishing what it was set to accomplish so god i pray that the quickening that you gave me in my spirit it accomplishes what you set for for this word to accomplish if you are in the midst of a mental battle if you are in the midst of going through you can't um certain things you can't just um pray away like my therapist like to tell me you can't just pray certain things away. Sometimes you got to look that thing in the face and go head on the head with it and fight it. Sometimes you got to fast. Sometimes you got to, it's things that you got to do. And in addition to prayer, our prayer is a gift for a conversation, a direct connection between us and our creator, right? But we also have to take a hold of the resources that our source gave us. So it's not just prayer. There's other things that you have to do. There's therapy. There's looking and fighting and going head on with the very thing that's been trying to take you out for so long. You are strong enough to fight this battle. You are strong enough to win. Even though sometimes it may feel like you're about to lose it. But by, in the name of Jesus, you can do all things through him who strengthens you. All things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And his grace is sufficient. That'll be all my turtle doves. I hope you have the most amazing day. It's Sunday, so we're going into a new week. And then Christmas is among us. Um... I haven't really been feeling Christmas this year, but that's my business. <laughs> yeah, and the words of Tabitha Brown, that's your business. Um, 
I hope you guys have the most amazing day, my turtle doves. It was such a pleasure to just sit here and, and, and just uncover whatever it was that I uncovered. And I'm not going to diminish or say, I hope, you know, I'm just going to say, God, I pray that your word that came through me accomplishes what you meant for it to accomplish. Be blessed.